It's time for the Press Box with Brad and John. Well, I can't believe it. 92 yards and Lindsey really got in a foot race. I broke my chair. I came right through a chair, a metal steel chair with about a five inch cushion. I broke it. The booth came apart. The stadium, well, the stadium fell down. Now they do have to renovate this thing. They'll have to rebuild it now. The stone eyes are whole. Sedwell awaiting the snap. The spot. The kick is up. The kick is down. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat. Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here comes coming the blue from coat. The left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Watson takes a snap, rolls right, looks into the end zone, Hunter and Bell caught it, touchdown, 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 with a second left, Watson hits Renfro, and Clemson grabs a 34-31 lead. Now, Brad Sinketh and John Hyde with the Press Box on the Roar. Good. Good morning. Welcome to the Press Box. Brad Sinkoff here with John Hyde broadcasting live on this Wednesday, February the 7th, 2024 from the Oak Country Fiber Studios here at the Roar, 1055-975-TheRoarFM.com. Hope you're having a great week. It's hump day. It's Concernometer. I know one thing that will be on the Concernometer today. Looking forward to a big show. You want to get in, 654-ROAR. That's the number, 654 654- 7627 on the phone lines on the Adams & Co. roofing text line. We'll be talking about some basketball. Clemson, 80. North Carolina, 76 last night up in Chapel Hill. The Tigers get their second ever win at the Dean Dome. 2-60 now all time. And it was a phenomenal game. A great performance. And I would say the best game. The Tigers have played this season. We'll talk about that game, what it means, both on the uh, court last night and in the standings, in the net rankings, all those things. Got to break it down like it's a football game when you get a win that big. <laughs> you got to treat it like, <laughs> like you're back in the college ball playoff rankings. It's a, It was a big one, though, for the Clemson Tigers and Brad Brownell. So we'll discuss that throughout the show today. Again, we'll hit on some Plenty of concernometer stuff to get to as we go throughout the show as well. Clemson basketball not currently on there, at least in that uh, in in the respect that we thought they might be heading into this game yesterday. However, uh, we will get to some other things for football, Super Bowl, uh, plenty of things on there for the for concernometer uh, and some other things involving collegiate athletics, plus all the college basketball that happened. Uh, last night, there's a new streaming sports option coming that seems very intriguing, or it could just be a dud. We'll talk about that as we go throughout the show today as well. Good morning, John. How are you today? I'm doing well, Brad. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. Watch a little hoops last night? I did. Watched every single minute of hoops did between you? Clemson and North Carolina last night. I wasn't going to miss a second of that one. 
<laughs> did you enjoy every second of that one? I did, yes. <laughs> what From a game. the jump. <laughs> I mean, the second we got this game started, we were having fun. Is that maybe one of the biggest takeaways for you is just how Clemson started the game? Because we talked about it yesterday. They've had some games where they have not had good starts. Well, we talked about it yesterday. One of the best chances for Clemson to come out and win this game is to come out and have a strong start like they had last night, to come in and not let North Carolina settle into their game, not let the crowd get too comfortable and let everyone just, you know, be all happy for a nice, easy night in Chapel Hill. No. You came in there and immediately threw adversity right in their face. Yeah. P.J. Hall knocks down three three-pointers. He went three of four in the first, what, ten minutes of the game. Comes out just blazing hot, uh, firing away and drilling those three-pointers and setting a tone. You know, Clemson... You know what the biggest takeaway for me is from this game? What's that? The swag. The swag. Clemson's out there strutting in the Dean Dome, John. They've won one time in the school's history. And they're out there. Shefflin's doing the little shoulder, the Connor McGregor thing. That was awesome. You got you That got was awesome. PJ, you know, showing off the guns. After a and uh, one type situation, I mean, just yeah. everyone there in the baby blue thought they got tickets to a basketball game. No, they got tickets to the gun show last night. <laughs> Joe Girard enjoying himself a little bit, knocking down uh, five threes. Um, I, I I would say it was the most swag I've seen a Clemson team play with in an environment like that. And I just don't know how you get mad about seeing it unless you wear baby blue, or unless you have an agenda. I mean, even stop it. Even even Duke fans were probably enjoying the swagger that Clemson played. Jay with Williams last night. was loving it last <laughs> night. Jay Williams had about no. as much fun as Clemson fans had watching that game last night. Yeah, Jay Will was in his bag enjoying the game and pulling out all kinds of. He he was it was great. They were subtle and they weren't really like shots, but you you know the intention behind some of the things he said last night. I loved his call last night. Oh, was he great. was he was fantastic. <laughs> You know, he, he went off on the refs there for a little bit. You know that you know why he's doing that. You know, he, he knows what happened in the Duke game, yeah, between Clemson and and the Blue Devils a couple weeks ago. So I think I think he was just sort of needling some things and having some fun with it, as he should. Mm. He was in he was in store for a for a big one there uh, last night as the Tigers knocked off number three North Carolina on the road, biggest road win ever. For the Clemson Tigers, is that fair to say? I think so. I mean, granted, breaking the streak back in 2020 was huge. Yeah, but, but North Carolina wasn't ranked third in the country. This is the, the highest ranked, biggest road ranked win ever. And you went in there, and Fred, your point, the swagger, I can't get over it. I loved every minute of it. Because I don't think anybody in that building wearing the baby blue knew how to respond to Clemson having swagger in the Dean Dome. And you couldn't get you couldn't reestablish the tie until late in the second half. I can just hear I can hear I I feel like I've had these little conversations in my head. I hear people like I'm in the Dean Dome and I'm there because I I know no North Carolina fans. I can just imagine the little chirpy conversations going back and forth. I get the gall of them to come in here with oh. that kind of swagger. They won one time in this whole building, and sixty one tries they gonna come here and do this. Oh, can you imagine? The scoffing the that scoffing. was taking place in the rafters of the Dean Dome last night. Oh, I don't know how, if you are an ABC or anybody but Carolina, that goes back to 
decades, decades sure. ago. Sure. If you're an ABC, I don't know how you didn't enjoy this. I don't know how you didn't revel in every moment down the stretch of this game in which Clemson just kept sticking it to North Carolina. I, you know what, though? I will give them credit. They got out of that building fast. Oh, there was baby blue in the concourse in a hurry. I have, I've never seen movement like that. <laughs> they, they cleared those stands. Was that like uh, South Carolina game at halftime? Yes. Okay, football. That football. Is. Yes. Hey, they're not leaving a basketball game. No, it anymore. reminded me of an aluminum out of Williams Bryce Stadium. It was very similar. Same <laughs> vibe, same feel. Do you now? We've we've seen Clemson's an emotional basketball team. I mean, extreme. I would, I would say on on a spectrum. They're, they're on the higher end of emotional basketball teams. For better or for worse. Yeah, because we saw how they reacted at Duke. I wasn't a big fan of that. Yelling at the officials and carrying on. You know, cause I, I, didn't, I didn't particularly like that. But the reverse of that is you, when, you do, when you get a win like this, you're free to show that emotion and sort of let it play out that way. I don't really have a problem with, with what they did yesterday, do you? No. No, not one bit. Now, if you would have maybe done that in the arena where Boston College plays or something like that. But, no, man. you're in the Dean Dome, man. Strut. Exactly. Because <laughs> they've been strutting over you the other 60 wins in the Dean Dome. Yeah. Yeah, too many. Talk your smack, man. I was here for it. Too many years. Too, too many. Too much futility. <laughs> well, I mean, all that, the times Clemson fans have had. Yeah, the futility. Exactly. They know what they're up there representing. I thought it was... On, I, th- I thought it was on par. It was it was par for the course yesterday. It was for Clemson, and I just God, I know it. I I know what the conversations were like in the stands, and it warms my heart. <laughs> you and me both, brother. <laughs> watching you are ACC, not Tar Brad today. Watching ACC basketball my entire life. My my family is from Tobacco Road. My dad grew up seven miles from Chapel Hill. Yeah. So like it's in my blood, and to to know, <laughs> to know how oh to know what the the feeling was among that fan base last night, I thought was just it it, it was something to behold. Brad, I look forward to hearing about when you bring this up at ACC Media Days this summer to certain outlets up there to see how that's received. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? They're, they're not even gonna they're not gonna, they're not gonna recall this game. <laughs> no one's gonna remember this happened. All right, fair. What, what I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to forget about it, that's for sure. Mm, 80-76. I think Clemson played their best game of the year last night. I would agree. And I, you, know, you and I talked about this before the show. I think one of the things that really sets this, to your point about this being a very emotional team and how it can get them going in the right direction, when Joe Girard hits a deep three, mm-hmm. every, the whole dynamic of this team just changes. Yeah. I mean, when he's hitting them from the Roy Williams signature on the court logo, I mean, it just it, it just changes the whole vibe of the mentality. It get it increases that swagger, the confident play that they have. Yep. This is the highest ranked road win since nineteen seventy six at Maryland. I believe they were number two, two in the country. Yeah. This is bigger. I think I think this is bigger. Now, granted, I wasn't alive in 1976 to witness it, and I did witness last night. But I do. I think. I think this game was. I think this was the biggest road road ranked win ever. And 
I don't know what it means for the season, and we'll we'll discuss some of that as we go throughout the show. But I, I tell you what I do know. For the guys on that team and in that locker room and the ones who are putting in hours after hour, do you think just because they have went on a losing stretch that they quit practicing, that they quit shooting, that they quit quit getting up at 5 a.m. to go work out and get in the gym and get shots up? No, of course not. They, got, they did even more probably. But for them, I thought this saved their season. I don't know what it means for the outcome of the rest of, of 2024. But don't even know what this means for Saturday at this point. But just for their mental sake, I think this game saved their season and kept them. Because, I mean, they looked like a team that went in there thinking they could win the game. From the very, you pointed that out. From the very second they stepped on the court, they thought they were going to win there. Yep. Where yeah, did they that belief it. come from, though? Because we, we went over. We spent a lot of time going over the struggles this team has endured over the last month. And the shooting woes, and guys that are expected to make huge baskets aren't making them. And remember, we, we laid out we laid out a plan of things that had to happen for Clemson to win this game yesterday. They hit on every single one of them. That was especially in the first half. That's what I kept going back to. And normally, I don't ever watch a sporting event with thinking about how was I right earlier in the day. Never do that. But that's all I kept thinking in the first half of that game. Right? Was everything that we laid out on the show yesterday for how Clemson could go into that arena? and come out with the victory, they nailed it. Every single one of them. They got production from the bench. They got star power from their stars in P.J. Hall and Joe Girard. P.J. goes for 25-9. and nine. Uh, Was a high-volume shooter, but those four threes, waiting in the first half of those three threes was just monumental to get things kicked off and Give the team the confidence it needed to know that, hey, you know, we, we can we can win this game. Like, this is doable. It's not a matter of, well, we're going to just gut it out, figure out a way again. No, they thought they were the better team coming out of the gate. And then Gerard, probably his best game in a, in a Clemson Tiger uniform. Yes, definitely. Uh, 21 points, six rebounds, three assists, just one turnover in 34 minutes. It's pretty good. Just And Clemson is a team. The turnovers, we talked about yesterday, this is a team that does not turn the ball over much, and that gives them a chance. In games like this, just five last night, John. Just five turnovers. North Carolina turned it over six, but this was a pretty clean game that was played, and Clemson had to do that. And then the offensive rebounding. Now, this is the shocker. This was the stat I did not think Clemson could win because North Carolina, what did I say yesterday? I think they were ninth in the country. Eighth in the country, I believe it was. Top ten. In defensive rebounding. Top 10 in the country. Clemson got 11 offensive boards last night. And I think I know why they got so many. And I'll tell you coming up. I think, you know, P.J. Hall deserves a tremendous amount of credit for last night. Joe Girard deserves a tremendous amount of credit for last night. But, Brad, you don't win that basketball game if Ian Shefflin's not playing for the Clemson Tigers. 100%. Yep. he was. He's the glue guy. That's what they, you know, that's, that's sort of a proverbial basketball term. For guys like him, but there's no other way to describe him right now. He makes a lot of things go, and I the, the reason I was I was down on Clemson going into this game was I, I didn't think they'd get the second chance points, you know, because you know you're, you're going to miss some shots. Sure, but but look at what he was able to give you, obviously throughout the course of the entire game. But look at what he and Godfrey gave you when PJ Hall got into foul trouble. How you were not there was not a huge liability from a rebounding perspective. 
they were able to pick up the pieces. Jay Will called in chef on the most improved player in the ACC for this year. He might be. I don't know. That's hard to compare, you know, every player. Williams sees him a lot more than I do. Sure. For up close and personal, especially. But I just think that what what Shefflin has done to this team, uh, it's I, I don't know when Clemson's had a guy who was like this. I mean, Hunter Tyson could do Shefflin like things, but Tyson was a high volume scorer too. Yeah. And, and I don't think he was didn't and, have as much of the I mean, I think it's just Ian Shefflin's best part of his game is down on the glass. I think Hunter Tyson was good at it, but Oh, Hunter Tyson was one of the best rebounders in the country last year. He was a top 15 rebounder. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying he's – but I just – But Shefflin does it differently. Shefflin doesn't need his offense either. You know, if he gets – he took seven shots. He made five of them. You know, he, he doesn't need his offense necessarily, though, to spark his, his, his play elsewhere. And he was huge last night. Defensively, you know, he, he's not going to block a ton of shots, but he's going to get in the way of a lot of shots. Smart defender. And he just did some some very, very important things for the Tigers. I'll tell you more on the other side about why I think Clemson ended up winning this game, 80-76. to 654, Roar, you want to get in? More to come after this. Thanks for calling Discover. This is Anjali. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just got an alert for a strange charge on my card. No problem. We make sure you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases on your Discover card. Let's see. Did you purchase something from a t-shirt cannon store yesterday? Absolutely not. No, I already have like three. Zero dollar fraud liability guarantee. It pays to discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Don't let turnover stall your business. HTI is the Upstate's trusted attraction and retention partner. We work with employers to provide all things workplace, including recruiting, staffing, HR services, leadership training, and team building for companies across many industries. Call Ryan at 864-513-6563 or visit htijobs.com backslash upstate to discuss how we can create a custom labor strategy. Hey, foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco, with five locations across the Upstate, serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. Award-winning tacos are not all we do. We also offer healthy bowls, delicious salads, crispy quesadillas, and shareables like brisket egg rolls, street corn fritters, and fresh guacamole. The owners, all Upstate dudes, enjoy humbly working alongside the 400 men and women we proudly employ. Don't wait. Your Willie Taco family is ready to serve you up our twist on funky, fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I was born and raised in Greenville, attended Clemson University, and graduated in 1981. I've had the pleasure and the honor of assisting people in the upstate who may have been injured on the job or in a car wreck or through some other hazardous condition and cherish the many relationships and friendships that I've had with the clients over the years. What we do is we try to help the client find a path forward. Contact us at davis.law. We'll be glad to talk to you and see how we can help. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, the scenic views stick around after the sun sets, and your favorite cocktails keep you company long after overtime. Where else can you unwind with bourbon and late-night bites? Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. 
Finding a dealership alternative just got easier. With three locations in Greenville, Cherrydale, and Anderson, First Class Halt is here to service your Honda, Acura, Lexus, and Toyota. With ASE certified technicians, state-of-the-art equipment, free shuttles, customer rewards program, and a limited lifetime warranty on parts and labor, we stand behind our work. So if you're looking for an independent service shop who treats you like a customer, not a number, look no further than firstclasshalt.com. And while you are there, take advantage of our new customer offer, First Class Halt, your dealership alternative. Did you know you can recycle used cooking oil? One gallon converted into biodiesel fuel reduces greenhouse gas emissions up to 87% when compared with petroleum diesel. Recycle your used cooking oil at a designated Anderson County Residential Waste and Recycling Center. Do your part to fuel our future. Recycle your used cooking oil. Call 260-1001 or go to andersoncountyfc.org from the Anderson County Solid Waste Division. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 105.5 and 97.5, we are The Roar, where every day is game game day. Welcome back to the Press Box. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Brad and John here in the here on the Roar in the Upcountry Fiber Studios. We want you to get in. 654 Roar. Clemson 80, North Carolina 76 last night. P.J. Hall goes for 25 points. And I think, you know, willed his team in a lot of ways to victory. Only played 27 minutes because of foul trouble. Uh, and then uh, his counterpart over there, Armando Baycott, Ended up with 24 points. Uh, he also was in foul trouble and picked up his fourth later in the game. And so that became a you know kind of a strategy thing. But uh, both big men really went at it and played played well. Uh, Baycott shot 7 of 13 from the field, John, and made 10 of his 11 free throws. It's <laughs> a lot of trips to the line there. Just just pointing that out. Uh, you know, the, the, the bigs and the baby blue normally get a lot of attempts at the line. I tell you, this, this may come off. I don't know how it's going to come off, but I think Clemson's played R.J. Davis as well as anybody has. He he scored 22 last night, but the and volume that's of something it. Because he also scored 22, but yeah. He's, but, but the volume of it, 7 of 22, and he hit a meaningless 3 at the end of the game. So he really had 19. They kind of held him to 19 and 6 of 21 that mattered. You know what I mean? Like He, he, yeah. didn't, he didn't torch them. He did hit... Uh, five three-pointers. He was five for 12 from the three-point line. You kind of give him some of that. But, well, and but some of those shots he was putting up were also very well defended and contested. He's just that yeah, kind of a shooter. He's he's that good. Yeah. But they limited him to just two two-point field goals, and he only went to the line. He only shot five free throws. So he wasn't getting a lot of calls in the lane. They weren't allowing him to kind of have his way. Uh, he, did, he did have five assists, so he was drawing a lot of attention. And I mean, Davis is an Davis is player of the year. I've said this many times. I think he's player of the year. It still is. The only guy who's even in second close to him is PJ Hall. And Davis is going to run away with the voting on this for a lot of reasons. But it, it, seriously, all, all conspiracy garbage aside, he's an exceptional player. Oh yeah, very deserving of and ACC Player of the Year. Clemson held I think fourteen and in, in Little John. It was something like that. But I thought that they. 
they they played him fairly well, about as well as you could play a guy of his caliber. Baycott got a lot of a lot of garbage baskets, you know, just hanging around the hoop, getting some offense. He had four offensive rebounds in the game. They had a hard time with him, just in you know around the basket at times, and he he was very good from the free throw line, very good from from the free throw line. Baycott played well last night. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he played. I mean, thirteen rebounds, ten of eleven from the foul line. Yeah, no, he played played a great game. Ingram, I thought played well. Uh, eleven points, six rebounds. He did go out of the game. I think with some cramping issues, he came back. Uh, he, you know, probably Clemson's probably fortunate he only shot seven times. He shoots ten or twelve times. Might be a little bit different ball game. Probably needed the ball uh, a little bit more on the offensive end. But uh, they did a great job on Cormac Ryan. He just went one of ten. Was zero for six on three point line. He had some looks too. It, it wasn't. It wasn't every shot was contested. He he had some looks for anything to fall. And that only shot that he had was one where he, he pump faked in Shefflin out of his shoes and then, you know, drove into the lane, put up a little runner. Um, Cadeau, I thought, you know, was was a little streaky in this game. He had five points. He had that one really big, you know, and one play when he went to the basket uh, and, and and got fouled on a, on a very aggressive move. It was a great play. But I didn't think he played all that well. He he got called for a, for one of those forearm push-offs. I mean, Jay Will's like, How? it's so obvious. Like, what do you do? Like, Jay Will was, like, getting on the North Carolina players because Baycott got one and Cadeau got one. It's something I have noticed across the sport <laughs> this year. We're doing this way too much where we're just getting in the paint and start throwing elbows and hope that you get called. But the refs are starting to call it more, I think. A couple weeks too late, but, yeah, no, I'm glad they're starting to call it now. Yeah, they didn't call it in Durham. The extension of that arm is—it's so easy to see. Like it, you can't hide that. That's, you know, it's not like when you're playing football and the in the cornerbacks, you know, sort of kind of kind of grabbing the you're receiver, like, not, or like knocking his arm down a little bit, you know, like where the ref can't see it. It's obvious when that arm gets extended out there that it's a that's an offensive foul, especially but, when you're throwing your head backwards and the rest of your body around to yeah. try to sell it. Clemson did get some help off the bench, I thought, in this game. Now, it wasn't monumental, but five points from Wiggins on two of four shooting. Hit a big, wide-open clutch three that, that Clemson desperately needed. Godfrey came off the bench in 13 minutes and got three rebounds, and I thought was was aggressive down low and played good defense and you know sort of gave P.J. Hall that, you know, that time when he had to be on the bench because of fouls and breathers. Uh, got a little bit out of uh, Dylan Hunter. He had a nice move into the paint where he got fouled and made a basket. Uh, so they they got a little bit of something out of those guys. It, it wasn't a ton, but it was enough, and it was in in very important minutes in the game. I thought when those guys did come in and give them something. Chase Hunter seven points for Clemson, just three of twelve shooting. Uh, he did have five assists and three rebounds, but I I think his play was important, and that's what I was what I was talking about earlier with the offensive rebounds. If, if you noticed a lot of what happened in this game, when Chase Hunter got the ball, because they, I told you they were going to play P.J. Hall high, because they got to get Baycott out of the lane. you got to get him defending and extend that North Carolina defense. And when they were running those high screens, and they're trying to either get P.J. open for a three or get Gerard free or whatever, when the ball would go into the wing to, to Hunter, he was decisive and aggressive. He wasn't hesitant and stutter stepping it was boom I'm, I'm just gonna get on I'm getting into the lane create something and he didn't get a, a ton of foul calls and he didn't go to the free throw line but what it would do was it would just throw everybody off because you had to give a help 
defense, right? You had to have somebody come over that takes away a rebounder. And then Baycott's trailing the play because he's been out top of the key guarding P.J. Hall. And so what did that do? It opened up a lane for Ann Shefflin to kind of swoop right in and get some offensive rebounds. So while Hunter didn't shoot a high clip, I thought his 12 shots were important. I thought what he his role in the game was important from how aggressive he was on that wing. And it just it forced North Carolina to scramble a lot. You know, like everybody just sort of out of sorts. Clemson needed those second-chance points. I don't think they win the game without them. I think those 11 offensive rebounds really, really, really were the key stat for me for the Tigers getting that win. And some of the moments they got them in were huge. 654 Roar. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got some callers on hold. Tar Hill Chad is up first. Good morning, Tar Hill Chad. How are you? Congrats. Uh, first, I thought Clemson's game plan execution was excellent. I mean, I they have not uh, two key points. They the matchup zone that he played um, it changed up the game completely. Yep. It changed the tempo, point. how it was played. Um, I thought Clemson has not had their perimeter defense. Has, that was the best perimeter defense game they've had all year because they smothered. Uh, they had Jack White some time when they switched. White was on Cadeau taking it in the lane. He couldn't get in there. Link, I thought, bothered. That I so to me, that was the biggest thing. We only had seven transition points. And transition, live ball turnovers lead the crowd. And the crowd was terrible last night right from the start. Even before the game, it was terrible. Um, you know, yesterday lined up perfect for Clemson. Coming off the Duke game, Clemson had to have that game too. They you felt they were playing with not desperation but sense of urgency last night. My dog got a text at six fifteen says Tremble's not playing out. Uh, I was like, oh no! It all kind of added up. And give them credit, they got right on it from the beginning. The game, in my opinion, Clemson, when you control lead for thirty eight minutes, you just played better. You had better effort. You were the better team. The only time I thought we had a chance to win is when Ingram hit the three, tied it up 77. Uh, it was 70 to 7. I thought we were going to win the game at that point. I think it was four minutes to go. But we didn't score a basket until RJ hit that three at, at the, the end. end. Yep. And so I, I Clemson, all the credit. I thought they played, obviously, I, they had to play their best. Did UNC play great? No. Clemson had a lot to do with that. We didn't, we didn't. I thought all five starters stunk, all four except for Baycott. I thought the rest of them were awful. You know, terrible effort. Uh, I just didn't think it was there. You know, Clemson, I think the rebound total were like 42-43 or 42-all or something like that. But the 11, you know, Ian Shefflin played well against us and and Little John, too. So, um, I I just – it was a perfect line. The crowd was terrible last night, just awful. And Clemson had a lot to do with it right from the get-go, the 15-2 run right out of the gate. Um and we just did, we just we as Huber said we we were terrible and um, you know but Clemson had a lot to do with it. I thought the game plan was absolutely perfect. And then Clemson shot. I mean they didn't shoot it great. Neither team shot it great, by the way. I think Clemson shot what thirty something percent from both two and three, but the eleven the volume of it it was the difference. Eleven three pointers versus one down in Little John. So um, last thing on this. Um, I heard John Rothstein. It was like, yeah, Clemson's building a resume to try to get in the tournament. If you, I mean, you have to be a damn fool to watch those two games 
watched Clemson play there and then watched Virginia to say that they're on the bubble. I mean, you, you really have to be not – I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And going into UNC is not easy, as we all know, under the circumstances. And, you know, you have to – there's a lot of factors in there. So I think Clemson deserves a lot of credit because they had to have it. They, they, if Clemson lost this game last night, they were going to be in trouble. You would have to admit that. The psyche, the way things were going, this was this could propel them. Now they got to go take care of business. You can't go to Syracuse and lay an egg. But still, um, I think Clemson proved their worth. And look, last night, Jeff Goodman said Clemson has the two best road wins in the country, period, Alabama and UNC. Nobody's close. And I I mean, that tells you all you need to know. So, congrats, John, 2-60. and 60. I'll, I'll send you a T-shirt for Christmas. I, I look forward to it. Uh, XL, but if, you know, PhD weight loss keeps going, maybe I'll squeeze into a large. Look hey, forward to it. I've heard more. Uh, now they call it the Clemson Little John Dome, the Brad Brownell Dome. I've heard everything this morning via text message. So, um, enjoy it and um Maybe we'll get to do this again in the ACC tournament championship game. Never know. Take care. It's not a bad idea. Thanks, Tar Hill Chad. Always a good sport. Always getting in. Even uh, even after the second win all time by the Clipsy Tigers and the Dean Dome. You knew that was getting brought up. Yeah, yeah. He he had to make sure he, he let you know that it was 60 on the other end. He didn't say congratulations on the second win. He said congratulations on two and 60. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yesterday we were one and 60. Today we're two and 60. <laughs> You were telling me before the show that there was a little bit of um, issue yeah. with the North Carolina team yesterday. I read on, I saw on uh, Twitter late last night. Inside that, Carolina? Uh, Inside Carolina was quoting Baycott and, um, I want to make sure I get, and Harrison Ingram after the game had saying that uh, they knew it was going to be an uphill battle when several players were late to uh, pregame uh, warm-ups. Mm. You know... I talked about this. I said, yeah, the Duke game, it, it helps Clemson. They're going to North Carolina right after UNC plays Duke. There's going to be an emotional letdown. But I thought this team was mature enough to handle it. I was wrong. I mean, they're coming out here like the San Francisco 49ers with the big boom box and dancing around in the tunnel. And They thought they could go through the motions last night. They did. And P.J. Hall and Joe Jar said, no, nah, no, nah, man. You got nope. to play. You got to." I mean, this, this was an extremely physical game. The refs let a lot of stuff go early. Yep. Started calling some stuff late, but it was it was a man's game last. What night. did you make of that when we? It was about like eight ten minutes, and then all of a sudden they started really making a lot of calls. I remember Jay Williams talking about it on the broadcast. Like, man, if you're going to call the game this way, then call it this way out the gate. Sure, I I'm always battling for officiating efficiency and consistency. Didn't get that last night, but it happens a lot. You know, they, they did. They started getting a little Now, granted, if you're going to extend your arm on a drive to the basket or around the basket, Preach. I, you're just not going to ever get the call. You should never get the call when it's obvious that your arm is extending out into a defender's chest or stomach region. Yeah. You're going to get that called against you. So, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Not call that? No, you yeah. have to. So They just don't call it in dirt. <laughs> But they, they did tighten up a little bit, but the physicality was there. And, and Clemson was ready. Clemson brought the physicality. It wasn't a matching North Carolina's physicality. North Carolina had to match Clemson's. And I don't think they did at times in this game. I think that the way that P.J. Hall and N. Shefflin played on the block made it known very early that you were going to have to earn this one. 
And they were very frustrated by that. Yeah. Because they, they very few like teams, especially come into their building and put up that kind of fight from a physical standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm not upset. I, I'm not here to complain about officials today. No, I just I just thought it was an interesting how like over the course of the game how they were calling things differently. I think like it went through ebbs and flows yeah. over the course of the game. I mean, Clemson had two bad calls go against them. Jay Will pointed it out immediately. Uh but it it, it it could have proved costly, but here's why it didn't. Seventy to seventy, PJ Hall gets that huge offensive rebound and put back. It mm-hmm. put Clemson up seventy two to seventy. They never trailed again. And then uh shortly after that, it was a couple possessions later. With about 2.09 left, Gerard hit that bomb three from the right side, and that was it. It just brings my heart joy to look at a Clemson-North Carolina box score and to see that North Carolina spent 38 minutes and 20 seconds trailing in this game and spent zero seconds leading. <laughs> but still, with 4.17 to go, it's 70-70. to 70. Don't tell me what in the back of your mind. Oh, no, it was, yeah. Or, but... or in the front of your mind, depending on <laughs> kind of where, where you, you were yeah. in the game. But for North Carolina to only make three free throws and then the one meaningless three-pointer at the end, that's all that. That's the only field goal they got the final four minutes of the game. Clemson's defense played well. 6-5-4, roar. We'll take some more calls right for this. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Greg Ellie of the Prosperity Group. I'd like to invite you to tune into our radio show, The Prosperity Hour, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. You'll learn about Social Security, how to maximize it, how to make an asset out of it, how to protect your retirement income and create a pension-like income that you can't outlive for both you and your spouse. I'll show you tax-free strategies that protect you against nursing homes and illnesses. Just give me a call at 864-989-0176 or go to mymoneyissafe.com. At Hannah's Organic Honey, business may be sweet, but they need an e-commerce queen bee to lead the hive. Okay, these jars are going to Jakarta. Oh, wait a minute, does that say Jackson? Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Schedule virtual interviews and talk to candidates right from your employer dashboard. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Valentine's is approaching fast, so be ready for that special day. Rooster's Men's Grooming Center has everything that you need to look your best for your special date. Get anything from a haircut or neck trim to a seven-step facial shave. This modern classic barber shop has everything you need to look your best. Call 864-884-8920 for your next appointment. Or use the new Rooster's app to see more of the services they provide. Located on Pelham Road in Greenville. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. Valentine's Day is upon us, and you know, your team at Reed's Jewelers will make sure you find what you want for your loved one. From diamonds for her to watches for him, Reed's Jewelers, upstairs in Haywood Mall, next to Belk, endorsed by Roar listeners like Zeke. I'm calling in for one of your sponsors, man. Wally over there, Reed's Jewelers, go check him out. They'll get you what you need. If not, he'll find it, and he will definitely take care of you. Zeke loves Reed's Jewelers. You will as well. Reed's Jewelers. 
Haywood Mall next to Belk. Online at reeds.com. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P dot com slash sports. Just trust me. We've all heard or said these words ourselves at various points. It's going to be great. Just trust me. We say that all the time. And that's basically what I'm saying when you hear me talk about PhD weight loss. I'm just asking you, just trust me. And now the reality is a few of y'all are thinking things like this. Will it be safe? Or, you know, perhaps more commonly, will I fail? Nope. You won't fail. Because they won't let you. You're not your past. Whatever diet pills or injections you did in the past failed you. Wanting to drop weight is 80% of the battle. So you're almost there. And the other 20% is having an expert on your side. A way to keep you on track. Keeping you on track is what PhD does. It's the most important thing that they do. I want you to think about this. Think about what not doing PhD will do. Multiply 5 pounds times 5 years of doing nothing. You're another 25 plus pounds overweight. If you don't, stop right now and call Ph.D. For more info, go to the website at myphdweightloss.com. Crank it up and embarrass your children. The Roar, where every day is game day. We are back here live on the Roar, 9.45 a.m. Brad and John, also Anna Margaret, hanging out with us today uh, inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. we got a full house, and we got some uh, lines open on the phone lines if you want to get in. We'd love to hear from you. 654-ROAR. We'll go there now. Still talking Clemson and North Carolina. The Tigers with a big win last night. I'll tell you what it means for the net, and I want to comment on something uh, that Tar Heel Chad said about the resume in just a moment. Pat Neasley, though, is up next. Hey, Pat, how are you? How you doing, Brad? I'm doing good, Pat. Hope you are, too. Good to hear from you. I, I am. I am now. I was telling, I was telling John. <laughs> I am now. But, um, you know, I, I, it was, that's a huge win. Um, I thought with Toyo Chad mentioned it earlier, I thought the, the matchup zone was was huge for them because they got height with Chauncey and, and uh, Jack Clark. Being able to get out there on the wings, on the perimeter, really yep. cause you know, yep. yeah, cause havoc. So I thought that was huge in their zone. Um, I thought you know, getting out to the start they did was was huge. Like y'all said, you had to get out to that quick start, and they did. And so, and then when the game got tied, even though it was a bad call before they got the shot, where the guy hit Chase's arm and he called it out of bounds off Chase's knee when it should have been a foul, but. I digress. I ain't going to complain about it. But <laughs> I thought them going back inside to P.J. 
right out the bat, even though he missed the free throw, you go right back inside and you get the, the rebound and stuff like that. I thought it was huge. And that's that was key to you. Like we talked about the offensive rebound. What this Clemson got killed on the last few games was the offensive rebounding by the other team. And they was the ones that came up with the big offensive rebounds and put back with Shefflin and PJ. So, uh, you know, they just kind of turned those things around in, it, in this game last night, which was huge and stuff. So, for me, that's what I thought. And I thought, too, we talk about the streak. I was telling John this while ago. I think this not having the streak, having already broke the streak, I thought helped them because I told Walt this the other day. I didn't think they could win the game, but I, I felt like one of the things they had going for them is they didn't have to worry about the streak. And I think if they had the streak going against them, I think they could have might have folded. But uh, not having to worry about going into the game like, oh, God, we got a great – we're still trying to break the streak, you know, and having that going into the game I thought was huge that they didn't have to worry about that. That was something that they didn't have to focus on. They can just focus on the game. That's a good point. Yep, I agree with that, Pat. Uh, good call, my friend. Hope you're doing well. Good to hear from you. Yeah, have a great day too. You too. Take care. Pat from Easley, glad to hear from him. Uh, John, I, I think Pat's, you know, makes some good good points about what PJ and Shefflin did. I I honestly just did not think that was going to happen. I mean, I'll just be I'm being real. I'll I was wrong. I said yesterday I thought that was going to be incredibly difficult to get offensive rebounds and to get second chance points, an opportunity for second chance points. And I think I think those guys just absolutely just balled out last night to give Clemson those those chances, those second chances to make something. Uh, happen and without it, uh, I don't. I don't think Clemson wins the game at all. I, I think offensive rebounding was the number one key for me. They still win that game without it. PJ Hall and Chef and what they did, uh, I, I don't think you can say enough. And then Joe Girard, you know, talked about that earlier. Clemson's up seventy-two to seventy. A couple possessions going back and forth. Nobody's making anything, and then Girard, you know, kind of comes off that comes off that screen a little bit and just fills it and just pops and knocks it down uh really huge for his his psyche and his confidence level uh, but also i think the team's confidence level in him was big too oh absolutely and you know the point i was making earlier in this hour that when he's starting to hit those deep threes that it just injects confidence all the way through this team and not a bad time for joe gerard to be feeling confident when on saturday he's going to be walking into a building where he has had some confidence over the years he doesn't lack confidence from a from at least from a visual standpoint, I don't know about inside. But sure, yeah. <laughs> when you when you watch him play, he, yeah, he not, doesn't project a lack of confidence. No, but you know when the shot's not falling. If you have ever been a shooter, which I'm sure you have, John, you, you, look, <laughs> you look like you got a J. No, uh, you know it. It no matter how no matter how you know you can make it, sometimes it just it just isn't going in. In anything in life, right? That you. Even if you're skilled and well-trained at you can still have bad days at doing it. One of the best three-point shooters in the history of the ACC. And he's had some some tough times yeah. this year. But he knocked down 5 of 10 last night, 7 of 16 from the field, hit a couple free throws. The six rebounds, you know, Brad Brown always jokes about it. It just fell into his lap, you know, because they make fun of Gerard for being, you know, short and not like a big-time rebounder. But I, I thought he did a great job. It's a fourth-leading rebounder last <laughs> night. <laughs> The only people that out-rebounded him were Jack Clark, Ian Shefflin, and P.J. Hall. I do think it's funny. Who were on the court to rebound. <laughs> we did have a pretty lengthy conversation yesterday about Clemson needing to go zone more in, in certain situations. And I, and, I, and I said yesterday, I said, if there's one team you're going to do that against on your entire schedule, it's this one. 
It just made sense. They The way North Carolina plays, you have to zone them at some point in a game. You have to. And if you don't, you're, you're probably going to get blistered by 20. You have got to find a way to challenge the shooters. And if you got P.J. Hall or N. Shefflin down low in the paint, you've got Baycott under control for the most part. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I mean, yeah. he's going to get some, but but you're, you don't feel like you're at a huge disadvantage there. And so I, I thought, and even when Godfrey came in, but I think I think they had to go to some zone and to you know to Pat's point, the length of, of Jack Clark, the length of Chauncey Wiggins disrupted those shooters from North Carolina. They did, the, the shooters didn't get on track. What did you make of Jack Clark's performance last night getting the start? I thought he played really well. I, his his energy was really good. You know, he, he's just not an offensive guy, and he's not going to give you. 12, 13 points. And I think when he came in, I was kind of like, yeah, if he can give him, you know, 9, 10 points a game, that's going to be massive. Because I thought between him and Chef, would balance out some of Hunter Tyson's sure, yeah. load. Uh, he hasn't really found himself offensively, but I, th- I thought he was much more engaged and, and, and aggressive last night, especially on the defensive end, which is where they really needed it. Uh, and he also grabbed seven rebounds. Again, just another good rebounder. A block, there. a steal. I mean, just did a little bit of everything. Yeah, he did. He did. They They certainly needed him. Six five four roar. We'll go to the net in just a moment. Let's go to Delvin first. Hey Delvin, how are you? Okay, how you guys doing? Doing well. I'm not gonna lie to you. When they got four minutes left, they tied the game. So, oh, this is like a deep situation. Give them, get some calls. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So, some of this game did play out similarly to the to the Duke game at times, but Clemson was much much tougher mentally and physically this time. Yeah. I'm not sure, John. This is, I know they. I know it's on the road against the top ten. Top uh, number three team nation. Well, which one? Which one? in your mind was bigger? The first one back in 2017 or this one? I think the first one was because you finally ended a winless streak and you finally won there. It's it's hard to say. I've, to me, I think you know if I'm ranking them, I'm probably taking the one in 2020 because what that meant for Brownell, what that meant for. You know, Amir Sims and and the guys that did like they'll all that's that's their legacy, right? In, in, in some ways, they were the team that knocked off North Carolina in, in the Dean Dome. So that's something that is historic and they'll never forget. Uh, last night was yeah. just big for and, the and, psyche and, and, of this team. Yeah, and don't forget, you talking about North Carolina Philly said, don't forget about Badcock coming to my ACC going to us. You remember he said that? Yeah, and, yeah, I, I know. There there were there were some some signs. Now we didn't know about the guys showing up late for for the shoot around or whatever. But there there were some signs that North Carolina wasn't taking this game seriously and were enjoying their victory over Duke a little longer than they probably should have. Yeah, like you said you got to come out of back in. Don't get me wrong, you got to come out back in. Especially when you play somebody against PJ, who who felt like he had a bad game in the first game. So you know you gonna find the ball. Yep, and he certainly did. And now you got to see can they follow up this one against a total road game against Syracuse. Yeah, big game coming up on Saturday. Thanks, Devin, for the call. I appreciate you getting in. I think it's helpful for Clemson that that Syracuse game is at noon. You know, you don't have to sit around all day and think about the game. and Just get up there on Friday night, go, you know, check everything out, get in the hotel, sleep, wake up, court, game. I, I think I agree with you. I think it's just monumental for Joe Girardi. He doesn't have to sit around and think about the return all day and what it's going to be like and who he's going to see and all those different things. At your point, you just wake up, eat breakfast, go play ball. Wait, tape your ankles and grab a biscuit and let's go. <laughs> Make sure you tape those ankles tight. Uh, that that matchup zone. Do they even run the matchup zone anymore? 
I don't know. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I can't believe I forgot this. We have a, I got a quote here from Jim Beheim oh. on last night's performance oh, by the Tigers. Okay. I'd like to play that sure. for Sure. I thought Clemson really played well. They got off to a really good start. You they know, did, Coach, Jim. you're right. Like 15-2, that, that's just coming out hot. They did, Jim. This was not This was not an I don't know, Jim. This was I know, Jim. That, that, that's, you know, ACC studio analyst Jim Beheim right there just, just dropping the knowledge. What did this game mean for P.J. Hall? Feels like it meant a lot for him. The emotion, right. you know, the excitement. I think to your point, like with Amir Sims going up there, that was a legacy game. Same way for P.J. Hall. Probably so. With them being the number three team in the country and going up there, knocking them off in the, in the fashion way they did through him. Don't forget where P.J. grew up either. Spartanburg, South Carolina. He has seen this rival. Or this, I, don't, I don't know if it's a rivalry, but he's seen, he's seen these two teams. He knows the history that's between North Carolina and Clemson. So to say it, it probably had a little extra juice and meant a little bit more. Absolutely, for a guy who grew up here in the uh, Palmetto State to go up there and beat the Tar Heels on Tobacco Road and be the only second team. He's he's probably watched a lot of those Clemson losses up there in Chapel Hill, but he was a part certainly of of a big one uh, last night. In terms of the net rankings, Clemson moved up uh, six spots, I believe it was. Yeah, six spots, up to 31 in the net, John. This is a quad one win for the Tigers, now four and four. So they get back to 500 in quad one. They have a winning record in quad two, three, and four. So that's a good uh, part of the resume building process. But do you want to hear something really funny? (laughs) Sure. What you got for me? North Carolina fell one spot. Clips has fallen three spots without even playing before. Like, not even playing a game. Like, had the night off and fell three spots. North Carolina lost a basketball game last night and fell one. How are the analytics biased? <laughs> How are the analytics we, we can't answer that question today. But it, it, does it feel like they are? Yes. Is that what you're saying? Have you ever heard? I, I mean, literally, Clips Is John Swafford a coder? Did he did he build this ranking in this formula? <laughs> John, uh, John Swafford's trying to stay out of uh, the public eye right now, John. Fair. He's got, he's got a lawsuit against him. Or he's Fair. named in a lawsuit, I should say. But <laughs> to be fair, you dropped three. I saw I saw him drop three spots this year without even playing a game. Had the night off. North Carolina loses a game. And they don't even. At home. They fall one spot. Not even out of the top ten. How crazy is that? Uh, in, in terms of the resume, though, um, what Tar Heel Chad was saying, the two best road wins in the country, you buying that? At Alabama and at North Carolina, both top 10 net teams. I think so. I think so. The way that Alabama is just running through the SEC right now. Well, and- let, me, let me ask you this. How many losses does Alabama have at home this year? Ooh. Is that the only one? That's the only one. Yep. Just looking at some of these numbers here, like that was also North Carolina's first home loss of the year. Like, for instance, Houston's number one in the net. No, no losses at home. Purdue, no losses at home. Arizona, none. UConn, none. Uh, Auburn, none. Alabama, one. Tennessee, one. That was the South Carolina. Uh, two by BYU. Zero by Iowa State. One by UNC. One by Marquette, none by Kansas. I'm, I'll, I'll stop there at number twelve. So that's a, for the most part, the high net teams have not lost at home. 
but Alabama has and North Carolina has, and both of those were to Clemson. They're the outside of BYU. Those are the only two teams to lose at home this entire year in the top ten right now in the net rankings. Isn't that wild? Clemson owns both of them, or, or Tennessee the second. I'm sorry, or third I should say. Tennessee has that one loss now. The Palmetto State's wreaking some havoc on the net this year. They really are. Yeah. South Carolina got another win last night. Held on late to beat Ole Miss. Almost blew a big lead, but they held on <laughs> late and uh, won by three. So it's uh, things are coming up pretty good right now in the pretty, state of South Carolina. Pretty, pretty good. Just point that out after years of getting frustrated that nobody's any good in this state. In basketball, you got two teams right now vying for it. NCAA spots. How secure are those spots? We'll talk about that in hour two. Six five four roar more to come right after this. Don't go anywhere. WCCP FM 105.5. Clemson, Greenville Anderson, WA 